0: You know, I was gone last week, you you knew that because Debbie brought a very authentic message about authenticity. I listened to her message and I was very impressed. So I will try to bring a message about integrity with integrity. How's that? Uh, uh, You'd like to believe you can embody the, uh, uh, the values you say are core to who you are. So, yesterday, Linda encouraged me. She was going to be out of the house. And so, like in a moment of weakness, six weeks ago, I signed up to, uh, uh, I signed up to, okay. Okay. She convinced me to sign up, since she was going to be out of town, uh, at our, the brewery at which we have beer and hymns. They had sip and paint. So uh, I uh, paid $30 and went and sat with six of my closest friends, seven of my closest friends, in the back of uh, uh, New District. district, I want to call it New Dominion. I have no idea where that's coming from, but New District uh, Brewing. And we sat and we were going to paint oils and, uh, you know, drink beer. So, um, neither of which I'm particularly proficient at because I didn't really start drinking beer until like two years ago. Uh, And so I really have no idea about, you know, the subtleties of beer. It either tastes like beer or it doesn't. And usually if it tastes, the less it tastes like beer, the more I like it. So, um, uh, that's just the reality of it. So in any case, I sat down at this table And he shows me, uh, the teacher shows me a picture of what we're going to be painting. It's a landscape. And he says, this is what we're going to be painting. And, of course, it's not a picture over here where I can see it. It's a picture he shows me on his phone. And then he walks away. And I'm thinking, oh, dear, I'm not going to like this experience already. I have no control of the picture itself. And so then he walks around and he shows it. to. There was a woman across from me. And it turns out, like, she's an artist and does all this artistic stuff. But she wanted to try... Paint and sip too, so she did, or sip and paint, so she came and so she sat over there and then there was a young couple back over here and then eventually there were these two young women who had been out for a hike who came and sat next to me. And so he, he goes to his, you know, blank, uh, to his easel and to his blank piece of canvas. Oh, I like that. That, uh, I don't know what that is, but it's really delightful. Oh, it's the mic. Oh, there we go. I thought it was going to be, a. I thought it was an effect. You know, OK, we've decided to throw an effect in, see if we can throw James off his game. First week back from preaching, not preaching in a while, and let's just see if we can trip him up. Thanks so much. OK, it wasn't that. Good. That's, at least I know your intentions were good. That's always better. So in any case. He, he paints this, you know, he, he says we're going to start with the light colors because when you work with oils you're going to do some blending and you start with the light colors because otherwise, if you try to paint yellow after you've painted dark purple, then it's not yellow. It's, it's some kind of blend of purple and yellow, you know, as you know. So we start with yellow because it's going to be a sunset or a sunrise or sun something. That's what it's supposed to be anyway. So. We go across, you know, he goes across in this artistic kind of fashion. I pick up my brush, I dip it in the paint, I dip it in the oil, I strike it out like I'm supposed to, and then I go across. He comes by me and he says, so are you an engineer? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, I'm not an engineer. He said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a United Methodist pastor and then he didn't know what to say. Uh, usually, if you want to end a conversation, if you're having a conversation on the metro with anybody, somebody's talking to you about something important, or if they're using very colorful language and you want to end the conversation with them, make them feel totally embarrassed, just tell them, hey, you know, I'm a United Methodist pastor. They walk away or immediately they apologize and you've never heard such flowery phrases wafting from their vocal cords. You know, uh, you know, it's like, I've I've never heard those words, you know, I just turn on the radio, there they are. But uh, in any case, so he says, you know, oh well, you know, engineers try to draw straight lines, and they think the sun is exactly circular. And by the way, it's not. Oh, Okay, so I tried to mess it up a little bit, you know went back over a few more times with it It came back. Yeah, you're getting the sense. So then we moved on to other colors This is where it gets messy, you know now we're gonna pull a little red and we're gonna do this Oh and mix it with some yellow and make it an orange and do this and do this And now we're gonna go to a light blue blue and then there's purple and then it's like Okay, and we all blended it together. This is a long story, and I'm getting to a point, and the point of the story is, you know, when we try to integrate all the pieces of our lives and bring them into one, you know, bring them into one, we have to recognize what all the pieces are. By the end, I had a painting, which I brought home and is now in the basement, and... uh, It's in the basement because it has to dry. It's an oil painting. It takes six months to dry. Linda did not say take that thing to the basement immediately. (laughs) She did not say that. So no one accuse her of it, please. Integrity, we're back to integrity. (laughs) You know, the word integrity comes from the Latin word integer which means whole. It means to bring all the pieces together. And you know if you look, uh, today I chose as the passage we would take a look at that that was also a piece of why bringing my artistic side out and learning to be a little looser in that, uh, that drawing and by the end I really felt more myself. But sometimes we get really uptight and we try to be Uh, someone that's not necessarily us without recognized to be the integrated person that we are, there is a free side of us that we need to let go of. There is, in each one of you, some kind of artist that God is working to bring out in different ways. Now, maybe, uh, you know, we're not going to be selling any of my paintings for millions of dollars even after I'm dead. Uh, I'm pretty sure of that based on what I saw. However, I found a piece of myself that God kind of revealed in that moment that I can integrate into myself and appreciate for who I am. That's why I told you that story. That's what it means to learn who we are, as Debbie so wisely shared with us last week, discover who we really are to be authentic, but then to integrate it into one whole picture of ourselves, inside, outside, upside, downside, from every uh, perspective. So as I thought about this, I thought we would come at this from two different angles uh, from a scriptural perspective and I thought we'd begin in the very beginning because in the beginning when God was creating the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void, et cetera, et cetera, and God looked into uh, the universe and essentially said, let there be light. Created the light, the light was good. Second day, sky, the dome, the sky. Never said that was good. I don't know what was up, but the second day maybe just didn't like sky. I'm not sure exactly what, what was up. Third day, we start to, you know we, we, start, we start doing littler and littler pieces until we get down to the animals and the human beings and the flora and the fauna and all that kind of stuff. And it all kind of blends into this wonderful integrated picture of which we're all part. Now, one of the first things we have to learn to do when we come into this world, we're born and we don't really differentiate ourselves in our minds from our mothers. We essentially think we are them. You know, food comes to us, you know, diaper changes hopefully come to us, all of those things. We do not know how to differentiate ourselves. And one of the first things we have to do is learn to to see a difference, to see, wait, mom is not me, I am not mom. Dad is not me, I am not dad. And so one of the first things we learn to do is to use our dualistic mind, the mind that defines things scientifically, that you are you, I am me, I am not you, you are not me, those kinds of things. But if I'm really honest, I am not other than you, and you are not other than me, because we're all part of a bigger picture. But the first thing we spend our lives doing is breaking things into pieces. I'm a separate human being, separate, separate. This is me. This is where me ends, in the physicality of who I am. This is me, and this is where I end. Except that in God, I'm part of something so much larger than myself. Can I say this finger is not me? No, it's part of me, though. If you cut off the finger, it's no longer me. It's some part of me somewhere else. It's no longer me. We are meant to be unique pieces of a beautiful picture that God is painting from the very beginning in that wonderful story of Genesis, that unfolding that is constantly happening, that growing into something bigger, that we bring all those pieces together into us and us being a part of something more. We are whole within ourselves, and yet we are part of a bigger whole that, you know, you could call humanity, perhaps, and then you could call humanity part of the world, and you could call the world a part of the solar system, and the solar system a part of the galaxy, and a galaxy a part of the universe. But we could break it into intervening pieces if you want to. But the truth is, we're part of that whole picture God is painting, each one of us unique in the way we fit in, but integrated into the whole. So for us, we need to learn to integrate our whole selves and understand who we are, all the pieces together. And that means not just what's going on inside our heads, but what's going going on inside our culture. And not just what's going on inside our culture, what we share in common, but also the physicality of the universe in which we live, the real pieces of what make us different, the observable outside. I recognize Marge when I see Marge because she has an observable outside. But if I go close to Marge and I begin to talk to her, I recognize Marge even more deeply deeply because I have made a connection with her, a relationship that is my inner life to her inner life, my eye to her eye. In the same way we're part of this community of faith, even if it's just for this Sunday, even if you just popped in this morning and this is your last time, your first time, Maybe this isn't your first time, but it's going to be your last time because James has gone off on some integer tangent. Um, You know, when you come together, we are part of the we. And we share something in common. And if even the commonality we share is merely our humanity, that's something. We share that. We have some kind of belief. We're seeking meaning in our lives. And the fact that we're seeking that brings us together. It makes us whole at least for this moment it makes us a whole now we believe in a Trinitarian God okay James is going off on a tangent here no 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 we believe in a God who is one and many many and one all at once how can God be many and one one and many it's because God's integrated God has integrity the Son is reflected in the Father. The Father is reflected in the Spirit. The Spirit is reflected in the Son. And that whole interpouring, that outpouring of the Spirit is one dynamic relationship that we experience that makes the universe what it is. That's creating the universe every moment. What's interesting to me when I first studied Hebrew, and we're not going to spend a lot of time there but when I read the beginning of Genesis, the word in the beginning when God was creating is not a closed deal. It's not in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, as if it's a done deal. When God began creating, God created a creative universe, a universe that is constantly glorifying God by continuing to create, by continuing to reflect the goodness of a God that dynamically pours God's self out. And to be whole, we keep creating. We keep growing. And we keep finding ways to include the things that we've grown. Now on the other side of that, Deuteronomy was the other piece I wanted to share with you. It is the core to Judaism, and you'll recognize a piece of it though. In Deuteronomy 6, verse four, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your body, with all your soul, with all your strength. Jesus quoted that as the greatest commandment. You would expect a good Jewish boy to do just that because it's the core of Judaism. But notice, we are meant to love God not just with our spirit, not just in a spiritual way, but with our bodies and with the world in which we live, with all that we are. And that includes this bodily piece of who we are with all of our strength, That's why we take care of our bodies. That's why we take care of our minds. That's why we pay attention to the things we put in our hearts and let back out again. Because that's all part of the whole. Part of integrity is, is, you know, I looked up the the definition, which I find greatly lacking in the dictionary, by the way, because it says a, a kind of honesty. Now, if I lift honesty into a much wider spectrum then maybe, that's what integrity is about. Because if I can be dishonest at work, I'm just a dishonest person. It doesn't matter whether I'm at home, whether I'm talking to God, because if I can be dishonest in one piece of myself, I can be dishonest in the whole thing. The whole thing is one piece. Pretending like I'm one person here and another person here Like when I freaked out my painting teacher yesterday afternoon. Maybe I should have just said I was an engineer. I'm an engineer of faith. I like to engineer faith on a daily basis. I build it, I break it down, I rebuild it again. I hold it together with weird attachments. Yes, I'm an engineer. No, I'm not really an engineer, not at least in the way he meant. So I couldn't be dishonest with him, even if I knew it would end the conversation. (laughs) I have to be who I am and you have to be who you are, which is being authentic. But you also have to find ways to bring together all of the disparate pieces of who you are. You know, who you think you're supposed to be because your mom told you that or your dad told you that. Who you think you're supposed to be because society told you that. How you wear your hair because you think society thinks that's the way it should be how you wear your clothes because that's what you know i don't think clothes make the person you know i'm comfortable now it's pretty much recognizable i go to all my meetings now and they're like oh it's james from saint james he's wearing black he's got the saint james shirt on we know who you are of course you do you know and it's become i can wear this now the first time i wore jeans to annual conference Three of my clergy friends, my closest friends, walked up to me and told me how brave I was, how courageous I was to go to annual conference, which, by the way, is the official meeting of the Virginia United Methodist that happened once a year, hence annual, Uh, how brave I was because I wore jeans. And I'm like, am I a different person because I'm wearing jeans than if I wear a three-piece suit and a tie? No. Yes, I'm more professional, but I don't think that pastoring is a profession. I've come to believe pastoring is a way of life. It's being who I am. It's being wired the way I am. Does my pastoring look different than other pastors you've known? I hope so. I hope so. And why? Because it's James pastoring. This is the way God wired me. And for me to be an integrated person, a person with integrity, I have to be the pastor God made me to be. Not the pastor that maybe God made March to be or Mark to be or Debbie to be. Each one of us reflects that integrated picture because God sees the whole thing. God sees the whole thing and when God looks at the pretty picture here All the many colors and shapes and sizes and ways of thinking and levels of education and levels of economic income and all of those kinds of things together. God just sees a beautiful tapestry that God is weaving together in this universe. God sees one. God sees the body through which God is working the beauty that is this universe. Now, I don't always experience it as beauty. And I suspect if you're anything like me, you don't always experience it as beauty. Let somebody cut you off in line or keep you from getting into the metro when the doors are closing. Yeah. Next time I see you, you're under the metro as it's pulling away. You know, I mean, that's... (laughs) That was not beauty, was it? That was not... In fact, that was ugliness. That was ugliness. You see, to be this whole person is to accept myself, unconscious, conscious, secret, shadow, light, dark, good, bad, whatever you want to say, as a whole package God made. To be a part of another larger whole package that God is making. Because the universe isn't finished yet. If in the beginning God was creating and is continuing to create, God's not done yet. God is continuing to work in you and me to create even a more beautiful, complex tapestry and integrate it all together. We talk about a second coming or the consummation of all history. There are so many ways to see that, but I think it's when God finally says, you know, that's that's a complete picture. That's the complete picture. That's what I hoped for. See how they love each other? Doesn't matter what nation they're from. Doesn't matter what color they are, what religion they are, if they have no religion at all. Do you see how they love each other? I'm done. You see how they love the planet? Do you see how they love the plants? Do you see how they walk gently on the... the, on the creatures of the earth, how they treat their animals, their dogs, how they see them as members of their family, not just as lower life forms. You see how that is? I'm done. I'm done. It's all integrated. It's all one big picture and it's all beautiful. And not only do I see it that way, they see it that way themselves. Can you imagine what it would look like if we saw with God's eyes what this universe looks like? All of the infinite beauty, from the quark, which none of us can see, to the galaxy. All sizes and shapes, one beautiful picture God is painting. God knows what God's doing. God makes one out of the many and many out of the one, and yet they're all together. And that's integrity. Can you be an integrated person? Can you bring together your work life and your home life and your driving life and your shopping life and your thinking life and your playing life and your praying life? Can all of those be one continuous piece that you see as yourself? Not, that's work, James. That's praying, James. But that's just James. And even that's just a title my parents hung on me. God sees who I am because God's painting a universe of which I'm a part. So are you. So, an assignment for this week way of seeing the world and integrating it into your life. Take a minute, not now, because we don't have a minute probably. We do, we can have as much time as we want. But first of all, identify what makes you, you, that nobody else can see but you. What are your feelings inside yourself? I'm not talking about what you feel with your hand. This chair feels this way. Linda is warm, you know, and her shirt is very soft, you know, that kind of thing. I'm talking about, what do you feel? Do you feel happy? Do you feel sad? Do you feel nothing? You know, who are you? What's going on inside your head? What do you think of this world God has entrusted to you? What is that all about? That's I. Now, we... Think of one person in your life you have a relationship with, a connection to. It can be God if you want it to be, but imagine a a, a person though. I really want to encourage you to think of a person. What is it that made you a we? When did you become a we? Not just an I and an I, but a we. Was it when you told a story? Was it when your significant person in your life said, all right. Cut through this. What do you really mean when you say, I value your relationship? You know, what do you really mean? Was it that moment when you disclosed a bit of yourself to the other person? When did you become a we? What makes this West End of Alexandria a we? What makes St. James a we? But just start small. And then look out of yourself at the world in which you live. Look at, well, start at yourself the externals of yourself your skin look at it and think in a square inch of skin there are four and a half miles of blood vessels in a square inch of skin four and a half that's the hard and fast you that's the you I can see until you open up and we become a we but see that's the outside part And then sit for a moment, maybe close your eyes, or maybe open your eyes. Think of the physical things. This chair is not me. Of course, I'm not other than the chair, but that's a side issue. We're part of the same thing. The other pieces, because when you think about the I, the we, and the universe pieces that are outside yourself that you can observe, then you're starting to integrate the universe in which we live, all the pieces coming together in one. So that's your assignment this week. Take a minute to learn to recognize you're part of something bigger than you are. I, we, it, it's.